0: Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, We are going to do a little preview of the season. We've got about a week to go. Um, So, yeah, let's get into it. Um, We've got a little plan of what we're going to go through, aren't we, as well? So, we'll uh, start off with, we are going to talk about what we think the most intriguing division is going to be. Yes, which one do you... Do you want to go you, first? Yeah, you I go think first. we, we probably noticed. have the same one. know. you go first? I don't okay. think we do. I reckon we don't. Okay, I've
1: got the American League East. I don't. Right. My reasoning for this is it's a combination of so the Orioles got some stick this offseason for not spending enough money when everyone else was spending like like the world is about to end. The Orioles also went forty-seven and thirty-one between June and August last year. Like that's a, a really long period of time. Yeah. They were just good, and they've got more prospects on the way. Most projections have them fourth. The Rays are basically just there, aren't they? Like they're just like around ninety wins with upside.
0: Yeah, they're just
1: like they're in that mix. So it's a combination of I think the Orioles are gonna be better than projections have them. Like a lot of projections have them based a five hundred team. And I think like they
0: dropped off at the end of last season, but they were better yeah. than a five hundred team last year. This this is um actually one of the points, well, one of the other points we're gonna move on to is this kind of stolen my whole thing. So I might as well just talk about it now too. But I was so I already the structures got the window, but we were gonna also later on we're going to pick the team we think most likely to overperform. And my team, actually, was the Orioles um, as well. And, well, basically everything you've said already. But also, a key thing, I think, is um, with the schedule changes, which I've not seen that much talk of, um, but where teams previously playing 19 games a year, I think it was 19, wasn't it? Against yeah, their, division rivals. This year, what is it down to? Is it 11? 11. 11. Um, so that is like a huge difference. I, I think they're playing 11 against everyone in your league, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm so like, if you're in a, a strong division like this, which yeah. is the kind of... Think, uh, but particularly, the like, well, not the really bad teams, obviously, they're just bad, but the slightly weaker teams in strong divisions are really the teams that are going to benefit from that. And... In a division like that, potentially massively. Because that's like, um, how many, what, so that's eight? I think it's eight 11. Eight games against the Yankees, eight against the Blue Jays, and eight against the Rays, that last year they would have played, that instead are just going to be spread across the rest of the American League?
1: If you call it like around 20 games against those three teams, which are all like, well, they're definitely above 500 teams. They've lost those. And you now get way more games against the Royals and yeah. the Tigers and the Athletics.
0: Yeah, exactly. But so that's just a very good
1: trade-off if you're in that division.
0: Yeah, yeah. which I guess the other end of it is um, if you're like, I don't know, the Twins, for example. You're losing games against the Tigers and the Royals um, that are then being spread out, spread around instead.
1: Or the teams yeah. that were in a bad division and already sucked.
0: Yeah. Now I have like, to play like better the
1: type teams. in the Royals. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, yeah, there's there's like serious downside for some of those teams. Um or is that, maybe, similar in the central in the NL as well, I think. Like maybe I just like being bad though. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that tanking in baseball even matters. Um but so the Orioles were a lot of it for me with like the most intriguing division. So I, I I'm quite low on the Red Sox this year. I think they're going to be basically not good and they might end up being quite a long way off this but the top four so basically the Orioles are projected fourth and I think they're better than the projection and the Yankees as ever are projected to win the division almost everywhere and I don't think they're quite as good as their projection and so you kind of combine those two things and it looks like it's going to be incredibly tight. They already were close to having three teams in the playoffs last year and one of the big things the Yankees, one of their big signings as well as keeping Aaron Judge, which is not adding to the team from last year, of course, was um, Carlos Rodon, who already uh, he has a, a rather lengthy injury history. Yeah. And he's now got a forearm issue. And then it's like, well, so this is kind of the same team. And this offense, you just look at it and it's like, well, yeah, Judge, as great as Judge has always been when he's healthy, he's not going to be what he was last year again.
0: No, probably not quite as good, but. And he also has not been that healthy so throughout. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the health thing is more it. If he's healthy, I almost expect he's going to hit fifty home runs. Like, I'd be amazed if he had like a healthy season where he hit less than fifty home runs, which is quite ridiculous. Um, so so although last year it was,
1: it was also a one point one OPS, um, and it's like the difference between that and a nine hundred. Like the rest of his career, apart from his rookie of the year season, he's basically been like above nine hundred, which is amazing. But that that's a two hundred point drop in his OPS as well. And like I think that that change, or even if he just drops off a bit, and there's like they kept Rizzo Stanson, sort of like also health issues, comes and goes. I just look at the rest of this lineup and I'm not that enthralled by it, to be honest.
0: Um Yeah, I feel like the other guys as well. I mean, they've got They've got Lemay, who's still having there. He's obviously it's always just usually going to be solid, um, but some of the other guys around that are a bit. I don't know. Maybe not got track records massively. Or don't particularly. You felt there's a chance that they're a top-heavy team, really, in the lineup. Again. Yeah. Because a couple of years ago they had it. So last year, obviously, Judge was healthy. Was it two years ago? It was probably even a few of the last few years where Judge and Stanson have been out for like huge portions of the season. And then even other guys um below that have been out. And they just had one of like these seasons where guys came through and were just amazed. Well, like Luke Voigt, for example. And um
1: They just, well. Ash, yeah. uh,
0: and guys like that just coming in and almost from nowhere and just being able to like Keep them afloat, um, which uh, I, I mean, it, it can't keep happening, really.
1: No, unless you're the Dodgers. Um, yeah. And I think there's more going on with the Do- with the Dodgers than that. Um, and then, yeah, then the other part of this is so, uh, Depth Charts has the Blue Jays only three wins behind the Yankees. Obviously, it's, it would be very cool. I think we'd both enjoy it if Brandon Belt went crazy while he was over north of the border for a bit. But the, like the lineup, you're not exactly concerned about. The lineup is absolutely ridiculous. And then their rotation is like Manoa, Gausman, yeah, that's like a co-a situation. You get a bounce back from Berríos, Chris Bassett, like has just been very solid, and Kikuchi. I think like the Yankees. Yeah, rotation I like, like has, to
0: look at that rotation actually. That's to be honest.
1: That's pretty deep, and the Yankees' rotation has insane upside. But it's like if Radone's healthy, if Severino.
0: And
1: in. yeah. Uh, and Cortez, like, he had the incredible starts last year. Is he like that guy every year? I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of talking down the Yankees, but I don't, I'm not intending to. But I, I look at it and it's like it doesn't feel like they're really better than the Blue Jays, they just no. wear pinstripes. That's not the same thing as yeah. like they should definitely be the favorites. Yeah,
0: I, you definitely feel like the Blue Jays, um kind of underperformed like in terms of their win-loss record last year and that they've got definitely got like a step up to take they've got a nasty ballpen as well
1: they got a yeah, lot that, of bullpen
0: arms their team is basically like their roster is pretty complete isn't it there's not really many weak spots at all um, as well as really having that star power. I mean Guerrero had a down year last year didn't he really like a really um Compared to, I mean, he's not got a big, track record, but like, I'd expect him to be better than that.
1: Yeah, he hit thirty-two home runs still.
0: Yeah, um, but, but yeah, a, he also yes, it's like he is. I mean, all the way through the minors, he was like elite, an elite hitter, like as like, one of the best team prospects there have been. Came up to the majors, and lived up to that. Yeah, you feel like that so might be he's, he's the point. kind of already put his reputation like above that number really. He also won a gold glove last year, which is just
1: absolutely insane given what the talk was with him. What? Well he's played first base, wasn't he? That's fake. He yeah, but, it he, first
0: baseman, but yeah. It looked
1: like he was basically not gonna be like a competent like first baseman and he'd be a career DH. And like being a, a better than competent first baseman is, is value. Um yeah, I I love the the Blue Jays roster. I think um and then the Rays. Like, I don't really have that much to on the Rays. They're just the Rays, aren't they? Like, even last, they just win 86 games. That's what they With, do. Without paying anyone any money. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, what, what have they got the projected for here? They're, where are they? Are they projected for one win less than the Blue Jays? Um And, it, yeah, like I said, there's not the star power there, but there's just yeah. absolutely tons of All, good players.
0: Although it seems like they might have, like, an ace in Shane McClanahan. Yeah, and also yeah. Wanda Franco is one of these guys that could just absolutely yeah, so explode. It feels like they've still got the upside there as well, haven't they? Um, although one of the big differences between them, actually, earlier, the thing I was reading earlier about like, the number of play appearances um, given to below-average position players. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is quite an interesting contrast between these two teams, and I wouldn't have expected of the Rays. But the Rays, compared to like um, like playoff the, the playoff teams in general, they were like pretty low down. I mean, they did only get in the wild card, I suppose, on the like proportion of player appearances they gave to below average players. Um, That's slightly surprising. But uh, this is what I mean by the, the um, this point with the Blue Jays is why well. the Blue Jays were like in the lead on that by like a big chunk like they had almost none it, I think it was just Bradley Zimmer right also yeah basically he- that had like any like amount of player appearances that was a below average hitter and that's because he's like a good defensive centre fielder so that kind of shows just like the ridiculous depth of that lineup.
1: yeah and i was just looking at the guys that were below average for the Rays mm-hmm. is like Kiermaier had what, 200 of them. Taylor Walls had a fair few. But they're guys that are meant to have it's not like some teams where they're just running out either like yeah. a dead contract or just old players who they're playing because of their name. Yeah. Is there in general they're people who've got a glove. Like Brett Phillips had 208 player appearances for, yes. for 40 OPS plus. So that's still bad. You don't want to do that. But there's at least like they are getting value from them in some facet of the game.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I just thought I was thinking interesting that on the Blue Jays side of just how It feels the feels wrong like, somehow, doesn't it? Yeah. They were even, they're even like way ahead of teams like the Dodgers and stuff on that and the Astros. That's the thing that I, I think I didn't really expect for the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, I mean it goes to show given that some of those players still have like upside there, there's potential for that lineup to just be like the best in the league yeah. by absolutely miles.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, should we go on to my... Yeah, I've not got much more to ramble on with about that. To be most intriguing division. I mean, we might come back to the AL East in a bit. Potentially. I don't know. Um, okay. So mine, I guess it's maybe intriguing in a slightly different way. Not necessarily in for the like division title. I've, but I've actually had the American League West. I can see that, I think. So, I mean, the Astros are just really good. They're probably going to win it. That's not as inter- that interesting in that way. But then you've got the Angels, who obviously have Trout and Atani Last year, of contract. And this off-season, they've actually just, like, added some competent Major League hitters. Good so, idea, that. Don't know why they haven't tried that before. Yeah, rather than just, like, oh, just get some random guy and then, like, the best player in the world. Um, like, only sign, like, all-time greats or just some people we've never heard of. They've gone, like, in the middle a bit. Like, they have find uh, Hunter Renfro and... Um, Brandon Drury is the other one. Brandon Drury, someone else as well. They also
1: added um, Carlos Estevez and Matt Moore to their bullpen, which is one of those that, like...
0: Matt Moore, uh, isn't? you mean the? Is that the same Matt Moore? Yeah, hold on, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna they, get this. Matt Moore, you sure about that? Is he still playing?
1: Hold on, I'm just gonna find this.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, they signed a Sheller. There we go. That's the other one.
1: They already had a Sheller, didn't they? Oh, did
0: they? Okay, they didn't it, sign a
1: shell-er. It is the. It is the Matt Moore. Yeah, I was just double checking that. You made me. Made me question myself there. Uh. Because he had an expected ERA of 2.83 pitching for the Rangers last year at the bullpen. Um, oh. So, I mean, that's the sort of signing that yeah. if the Dodgers made it, you'd be like, he's going to win the Cy Young and have yeah. 85 but saves. There is
0: also the thing that their... Their rotation was actually, like, okay last year for once. Um, which one of the big issues with the whole of time I've of had Their rotation's been, like, absolutely awful. And it was okay... As well as they, well, they've got Detmers, as well as got upside. Um, and I think they also signed Tyler Anderson coming off They'd this been, year with the Dodgers. They did. You, sorry, I just checked. You were right about Ashella.
1: It was that he was traded in November. That's oh, why okay. when I looked down their list, it didn't come up as he was a signing. And also, November feels like eight hundred years ago. Yeah, um, because it actually was since last season. Yeah, but the um, the Anderson one—that's one that feels. It feels like that should be okay, but it just it worries me. It yeah. worries me a team like the Angels signing guys who the Dodgers have yeah, just they, done.
0: I can't. We talked about it. they give him. Did they give him a bit of money as well? Didn't they? Yeah, the, the Dodgers have just done their, their yeah. witchcraft with him, and I it's mean, like yeah, he probably won't be as good. But given how good he was last year, it's one of those that's you know he could be okay. But also their their rotation was like all right last year, so it's not like they're not relying on it. Um, as well as obviously having Detmers who um, was like their, their big pitching prospect for a while that came through I mean he actually came up first in twenty twenty one, but had like most of a year last year 2022 really like nice year so he could push on as well um, but yeah they're obviously interesting mainly because of the, the two big names but also they've done some stuff and wow. the um, potential. Maybe they'll get in the postseason and not lose Atani, or, but,
1: you know, we'll see. Well, there's the potential if it goes wrong of the Atani trade, isn't there? That's the
0: that's, yeah, the, that's the other thing. To do.
1: The season altering, like yeah. they're playing 400 ball at the trade deadline and they have to trade it.
0: Yeah. And and then, well, also, alongside that, we have the Texas Rangers also there. Yeah. Um, Having signed de Grom, Ivaldi. Literally every picture they the pictures, off. like just all the old pictures that don't actually play. I think we did a podcast about this, and we basically ranting about how they've just signed loads of pictures that have basically been injured for the last like three or four seasons. Um but then obviously that they they've got all this money in semi and in Siga, so They've just thrown more money on it. They're fully all in now. Yeah. They've fully got, yeah. They've got some good players, but I'm I'm not at all confident they're gonna be that good. Um but yeah, you know, it makes it makes it interesting as a division. And then alongside those teams you have the Mariners who actually were good last year and have actually just been like you know, pretty well, like doing pretty well, like pretty well run the last few years. Um, and of course, they can have like Julio Rodriguez in his second year. After like, well, I mean, he was pretty good last year, but I think he was. Am I right in saying he didn't he like really take off near the end of the season?
1: I'll just go check that. I mean, he, he's twenty one years old and had an eight five three OBS last season.
0: Yeah, but um, I've got a feeling that it might even be like better than that with with just the twenty
1: five stolen bases. Okay,
0: in September uh, October he had a one point two ops.
1: Yeah, that that'll work. So, I mean, the second uh, half he had nine three
0: seven. Obviously, yeah. a lot of that would have been made up then. So yeah, so but basically yeah, like he is. I mean, yeah. There's a. He's a good. He's
1: a good outside shout for MVP, by the way, if anyone fancied. Uh, Fancy backing that. I think that's probably, because he's like, he's one of those players that he doesn't have to improve that much to be quite close to MVP. The only thing is, in the, uh, the American League, you basically have to beat Shea Tani to an MVP, which yeah. also seems pretty much impossible if he plays the whole season. So um maybe it's not not worth
0: considering, I don't know. Good bet yeah. to be runner-up yeah. in MVP. yeah. So yeah, the the Mariners are basically ma- mostly interested now because of Julio Rodriguez, because it he seemed like he is he is gonna pan out, I think.
1: Yeah, well their their rotation's also pretty pretty nice as well, isn't it? I mean yeah. Robbie Ray actually just sort of became the guy he was before his mysterious Cy Young year. But Logan Gilbert and Luis Castillo is a pretty nice, nice little tandem, and George Kirby as well. Um and the ball bands obviously was excellent last year. So they look like they should be second in the division, but there is like very serious upside with the other two teams, I think.
0: Yeah. And also high stakes, I think, with both the Angels and the Rangers. That well, two teams that have been bad for a while. I mean the Angels even longer than the Rangers really. But that they there's kind of pressure on both of them to be good. But they've got the Astros, who are just incredible. Even without Altuve hurt for a bit and Verlander gone, you just know they're going to be amazing. And then the Mariners, who are like actually just like a decent team with like some potential star upside. So that there's kind of big pressure on both the Angels and the Rangers to probably at least be better than the Mariners.
1: And uh, the the Seattle Mariners went 90 and 72 last year. The Angels went seventy three and eighty nine and the
0: Rangers went sixty eight yeah. and ninety four. So there's quite I mean, a lot of ground to make up. I think there's a chance you the it division just ends up in the same order. But Yeah, with maybe smaller gaps.
1: I think the really Rangers have like massive downside, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say with the the Angels, like if if Trout and Atani play a combined fifty games, then they're screwed. But yeah, obviously oh, there's less precedent for that. There is a world where just having all of these veteran durability concern pitches just like completely backfires and they are like worse than they were last year or something. Um, although, um, have you got any more on this, this section? Um, no, we can move on if you like. Because that's a good... So the next thing we're going to do was which team could you see overachieving? And I I nearly went for the Orioles, but I thought I'd already mentioned it in the previous bit, so I didn't. That's a
0: good job, because I picked that as well. I
1: actually went for the Rangers. Oh, so we've done, like, we've, like, switched. Yeah, we've ended up just talking about two divisions so far. (laughs) Um, My logic is basically, they are projected 83 wins, and I think they're, like, their window of outcomes is absolutely enormous. So it's not that I necessarily think they will, but just, like, I think they have the... You know, some teams, it's like they're projected 83 wins. It's like, yeah, they're probably going to get between 80 and 85 wins. Okay, well, not really overachieved. I think there's a world where this team does get, like, 92 wins. Because there there is a scenario where, like, the the lineup Semyon and Seager, obviously, and then they've got Lowe and Josh Jung is coming up, and they've got some other decent hitters. There is a world where that rotation's healthy and it's just absolutely outrageous.
0: Yeah. There like is. if to
1: down yeah if degrom Heaney, Eovaldi, gray Perez and then Odorizzi uh, gets healthy like you have that as like your pitching core and they actually all make like twenty five plus starts somewhere even even if they're just around like their career averages that's a really good rotation
0: yeah definitely, and of course yeah you've got the um the kind of star power in the lineup, although it feels like because they've got well Seeger, who is really their like big big star. It's obviously a good hit, but he's not gonna. um He's not quite that massive like power bat is he?
1: He's a fringe. It's a bit harsh. Cause he's a three-time All Star, but he's like a fringe star type, isn't he? Yeah. If you look at his numbers you often, like, kind of, oh, yeah. I mean, if he wasn't, like, a, a guy who'd had big playoff moments and a rookie of the year and a former high prospect, and he played in Los Angeles, I think the perception of Corey Sieg would be quite different. Yeah. He's a really good player. I mean, he's got, like, 25 career war. But I know what you mean. Like, he's not he's not anywhere near that, like, next level of hitter, like uh,
0: Jordan Alvarez
1: in their division. or Soto.
0: Or, Those Yeah. Guys. I mean, no one's. Yeah, yeah no so Soto, really. Well, Trout.
1: Well, and Judge. There, there's like, there are a handful of those guys that, like, you have them in the lineup. Yeah. It's like, that's bad, having to pitch against him. But I mean, he had a seven seven two
0: OPS last year. Yeah. And, the, wow, well, they, they really need a bounce back from Semyon as well, really.
1: Because that contract is going to age poorly anyway, and they could do with it not just aging poorly from the day it was signed. Yeah.
0: Really, what's happened so far?
1: Yeah. The flip side of that is his OPS plus last year was 108 and for his career it's 109. So, you know, make that what you will.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, we've done my high achieving team in the Orioles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have you got anything else to add on them? Anything to add on the Orioles?
0: Just prospects, isn't it? Prospect. They've already been good. Like Rutschman's already been good. He's gonna carry on. They've got guys that are like, well, Grayson Rodriguez, who I think has pitched quite a lot in spring. It's gonna be up. DL Hall. Like they've, they've basically got prospects coming up in every area. Where they haven't already got, like really good young players. So, yeah, it's they're just a team that's on the up. And it feels like they've kind of had some of that success with Prospects, like more than like some teams. Like we've had some teams the last few years. They've been on this trajectory and it's just kind of gone wrong.
1: You don't trust them to bring the guys up then? Yeah. Whereas,
0: I, don't, I guess it's that second half of last year that just felt like it felt good, didn't it? It just seemed like stuff It was good. It, it also wasn't be,
1: like a month. It was like three months. It was like a a really long period of time. We had a season a couple of years ago that was shorter than their good period.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I like them.
1: Um, Um, Question for you on the Baltimore Orioles. What do you think their win total line is set at?
0: What is set at? um, 85... Not even close. I
1: think this is outrageously low. It's 76.5. With slightly shorter odds on the over. But I mean, they won 83 games last year.
0: Yeah. And and with the schedule changes, I've already said, even if they weren't getting better as a team, with the schedule changes, they should be...
1: That should they should earn know, them some wins, basically, you'd think. Like, Yeah. Um, Um, But, yeah, their Pythagorean was only 79 and 83 last year, like, depending on how much you're bothered by that. Um, And, yeah, it wasn't the busiest off-season. But I feel like that is insanely low for a team as talented as they are. Yeah.
0: I I guess the thing is with these prospects, to come is, like, you'd never know. It could be that, like, they don't have a great first year, so that they don't really have an impact. And, play and they hundreds. still get the play
1: appearances often. They'll come up yeah. and get
0: the play appearances even if they're not playing well, I suppose. The guy yeah, or the starts in the case like Grayson Rodriguez. But And they basically, in Grayson Rodriguez, he's like, is he? The, I think he's the top right-handed pitching prospect at the moment. Yeah, he's the top the, something. DL Hall is a bit low down, but he's, he's one of the top left-handed pitching prospects. Garner Henderson was already up last year. He is the top overall prospect, Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, Grayson
1: Rodriguez. On this is all on pipeline is seventh in the prospect rankings, one behind the leading RHP. Yeah, I think that that's quite a good cohort behind Adley Rutschman to come up, and yeah. DL yeah. Hall is the fourth left-handed pitching prospect.
0: ETA, yeah. 2023. Yeah. And the other thing I'd say as well is they've, even around, obviously, those star guys, They well, with them having that good run last year, they've basically now got kind of a core of some guys. Like even, like, Mountcastle was meant to be their prospect from, like, a few years back. Obviously not as anywhere nearly as highly rated as these guys, but wasn't much. The last couple of years, he's just, he's not been... He's maybe not, not, maybe not been great at getting on base, but he's basically just been like a corner guy that hits quite a lot of home runs. So they've even got guys like that now that are like under team control, that are just like solid players. So it's, it's, not, it's not like they're in a position where they're, oh, they're what are these prospects to come up? And then they're going to build around them. It's like they've got the pieces around it already.
1: And then if you add a couple of guys who, who turn out to be star players or close to it, then you've got something very special. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Um, yeah, should we should we move on to our um, just outlandish takes now?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how outlandish this first yeah, one is. Yeah, it's the
0: cool. thing. Well, it's always difficult to, the, what the line is, really, isn't it?
1: Okay, this is for a team that has... I mean, I'll tell you what, if it's
0: not outlandish enough, we'll just have to do a more outlandish one after.
1: Okay, I just have to make it more ridiculous. Um, so... This team has failed to win the division once since 2012. But my outlandish take is they're going to win
0: the division. (laughs) What? What?
1: So, the San Diego Padres spend a load more money, and that means they're obviously going to win immediately again. They are projected for more wins than the Dodgers on most projection systems. The Dodgers have gone under the tax line, clearly so they can throw a billion dollars at Shai Atani. Uh, Gavin Lux has got hurt. All of these things. But also they're still really, really good. They're just not like hundred and eleven wins good probably.
0: Yeah. I mean And I I feel like
1: it's been overblown. It's been overblown. I'm looking at their roster again
0: now and I was thinking about doing an outlandish prediction they miss on the postseason. (laughs) But but you look at look at I forget they still have like Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, which like most teams like, that's enough, isn't it? Don't need to I mean, the rest th- it.
1: they might be the top two in the MVP race. Well, like, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's just they had an all star team before. And now they also added JD Martinez. And if anyone thinks oh, he's going right. to hit less than 40 home runs for the Dodgers, they are wrong, I think. Yeah. Is That just is like absolutely
0: ridiculous. I kind of thought maybe the Dodgers would fall off of it. But you, you look, basically, they just let some, the thing is, they let some guys leave and didn't add many. But one of the guys that did add, you say, like you say, J D Martinez. So, yeah, and I, I was kind of felt- under the radar, even though he's like been for the last like five or six years, like one of the best hitters in the league.
1: These are uh, these DH types always get underrated, don't they? That's what happens with this.
0: Yeah, I think particularly when you get a bit when he gets a bit older, like him, and it's like maybe his numbers dropped off slightly from like the MVP level, but it's still like. You just have him in a lineup alongside Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman.
1: Yeah, and then you can add in they've got Bobby their pitching is like ridiculous still. They've got um players on the way. They've got like multiple top one hundred prospects. Uh Bobby Miller. Vargas is gonna be like an everyday player. Michael Bush. You know, it's just like I, I feel like we've done the The demise of the Dodgers has been really overblown. And the Padres thing, I just don't trust it at all. There was all the weirdness with Tatis when he got his ban as well. Weird comments coming to his teammates. And I just... I have so much faith in the Dodgers are going to be like... 92 plus wins, let's say. And that's actually a lot of wins. It's just they've set a standard that's so stupid. They've set this like they win 100 plus games every year. Nonsense. And like they, they might do, they might still do. To be that, honest,
0: maybe. if you don't look at like you don't look at what they've lost, if you just look at that roster in isolation and like the records of these guys, that that looks like a hundred win roster still.
1: Yeah, it's just not. They lost some players, and it's like it was easy to get. This, and then we're doing the so the the Padres roster also looks like it could win a hundred games once Tatis returns and what he looks like when he returns. We've not actually seen him play baseball in quite a long time now.
0: Yeah, what even is the deal with Tatis now? What's the latest
1: news? Uh, he's still suspended, so okay. who knows? They signed Nelson Cruz who is a player I've talked up for years. I quite like that signing for them too. Um, but like their rotation, I mean, I still have, I'm Mosgrove basically is like a perennial like all-star guy now it seems like, but the rest of it, I mean I d I don't know. I just don't know how crazy I am about Darvish and Snell and
0: the rest of it. That seems yeah, to fluctuate. that's kinda been the thing since they've well, the last few years when they've had Darvish and Snell. And it was kinda of like that's the like two headed rotation. Um it's just been like so inconsistent, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think weirdly what's happened there's still huge upside for them. Um and they've added even more with their off season moves, but like I think they've got more potential to reach like the 105 win mark or do something silly than the Dodgers do now, strangely. But I think they being like good.
0: Yeah. Okay. So on the prediction that the Dodgers are going to win the division again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good start. Really Really bold. To our bold predictions. Okay i'll I'll go with one that's a bit more bold. Um, I'm gonna say Andrew Vaughan to get MVP votes right that is interesting, I think I think that could be interesting. yeah, you got any questions or is that is that based on a bra leaving partly partly um, well yeah that is that is part of it. Because he had a 750 OPS last year. Yeah, That does make okay. it quite a spicy... But Andrew Vaughan though. Andrew Vaughan is kind of almost a special case in all of this. So he was drafted in 2019. His third overall pick was... Might have been, like, the best hitter in that draft in terms of, like, just, just the bat. Yeah. Like bat-first prospect, but, like, such a bat-first prospect that he was drafted third. Um, and then... So he played half a season in 2019 after the draft in like the low minors. Then we had the pandemic. So there was no minor league baseball in 2020. Then he basically had pretty much a full season in the majors in 2021. So he went from drafted, half a season in like single A, this whole season of no baseball, then straight into the majors. And he's basically been in the majors since then. And also, as you say, because they've had a Breu, and he's like a, well, he's not a good defender. I think he, on, on a lot of statistics, he was the worst defender last year.
1: He was in the first percentile and outs above average.
0: Yeah. Literally. That's bad, isn't it? That yeah. seems bad. But the reason for that is because they had a Breu, and he is a first baseman. I mean, he's, I think in college, he was known as being like a, good, like a good defensive first baseman, too, actually. Um, but the kind of de- first good defensive first baseman that he's just a first baseman. But you look at his positions played the last couple of years. 2019, it's seven nine three. HD 5-4, um, which basically played like all of the positions. I mean, he DH'd a little bit, but yeah, they, they just put him in the outfield most of the time. Same last year. Yeah. Um and even with that, so this guy was a great hitting prospect, could never really play the outfield, and he's gone straight, but they've put him straight into the majors after a year off in, and playing in the outfield. He's still managed to hit like, well, 15 bombs in 2021, 17 in 2022, very much held his own. Um, and now with Abreu leaving, he should hopefully not have to mess around in the outfield so much.
1: So there's... But there's like two points to that, is him not being messed around in the outfield is good for his MVP case. There's also
0: the fact that White Sox did that. Does that mean the risk of doing something else equally reckless? Maybe they could do I don't, I'm, I'm just assuming they're not going... That now abreu is gone, they're going to not play him just out position. Because the thing is for them as well, like having a player that bad defensively, like, loses you games...
1: Oh yeah, I mean it really does. He um, his underlying hitting metrics are still really good, like Ninety percent or hit rate. Yeah, that's the other
0: thing as well. On StatCast, he is still like right up there. So if I'm basically, our point is, if he if he manages to have like a stable season where he can just be like just going to go out to first base and catch some balls rather than running around the outfield in between all his embarrassing ass, himself. Yeah, um, which obviously as well can't. Exactly, do a lot for your confidence, can it? Um, no, I wouldn't so, think so. So, if you just have a stable season, he's basically clearly he's still got like the talent level. I mean, quite, I, and I'm basically, I guess, my argument is quite a ridiculous talent level that he's managed to basically not have any minor league baseball. And then, it, when he's in the majors, he still has like some of the best like underlying numbers in terms of barrel rate.
1: Yeah, I mean, he basically went from college. Had a gap year, and then just went straight into the majors.
0: Yeah.
1: One of, the, I mean, because there haven't been any other pandemics that sent people into lockdown, fortunately, mm-hmm. there can't be like almost any yeah. other players have done that. Yeah. Because that's the equivalent of like doing your ACL, missing the season, and then when you come back, instead of putting you where you were, just putting you in the majors. Yeah. From the
0: draft, it's really bizarre that. I don't really know why they did that, do you? No, it's kind of stupid. But basically, he's, he's managed to be like, okay, given all that. Um,
1: I them. like that. I like that. I think that's a good hot take. The problem is, it does conflict with my next one.
0: Okay. We've not got loads of time, by the way. So my, is, my
1: my next one is not specifically
0: Andrew Vaughan won't have MVP votes. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> it is
0: the Chicago White Sox finished below 500. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I would be on board with that one too. It ties
1: into what you were just saying about what they did with Andrew Vaughan. I mean, they were 81 and 81 last year, but there's always, like, they're about to be
0: good stuff going on with them, isn't there? It's, um, it's almost gone past that now. I mean, some of their guys that were, like, coming through when they're about to be good have now, like, become free agents left and
1: yeah. Signed to someone else and then become a free agent again and then signed to someone else. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, the Ben Intendi thing, like I just, I like, yeah. Uh, if you want, I guess. I mean, um, yeah, the projections, to be honest, have them around 500. Maybe it's like they're going to be away off 500. I have them third in the central by a gap. And I maybe the better hot take would be, I think they finish fourth, just like one of the Tigers, and. Royals has enough talent on a young roster to be better than them. Let's go with that then. That yeah. Which one though? Oh, I oh, got God. burned by the Tigers last year. I'm going Tigers again.
0: I'm doing it again, all in. I mean, they do have, yeah, I think we probably had this massive, I guess I think they're an example of the, the Orioles thing actually talking about the prospects. I think we did a similar thing last year about like Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. The Tigers, yeah. but maybe this year.
1: They could do with having one league average player in their everyday lineup, I suppose, for the yeah. Um They actually didn't last year, in their, their, no. their lineup. None of them had a, a OBS plus in triple figures. Um, that's bad. I think probably.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you? We got time for your last one. Have you got? Do I have time?
0: another one? Um, Okay, we've got we've got like a couple of minutes. I'm gonna go with uh, the the Phillies to miss the playoffs. That's probably a hotter take. Just, They're odds on to, to make the playoffs. Just just to go back on brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean they made the World Series. Gave three hundred million to Trey Turner. Um I to be honest, I've I've literally just pulled this one out, so I've not got a lot of justification for it, but you know.
1: Harper's hurt start of the year. where you go then? Um and I don't know, something about pitching depth, maybe. Not sure about Tajan Walker as their as a signing. Feel like some of the underlying numbers suggest that might not be amazing. It's like no room wheel is great. How much are you going to get for everyone else?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those if, you lines. Lose, if you lose the rest of the games
1: when they're not pitching, you, you're bad. It's weird too, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, you're right, they made the World Series about a load of money. They're also clearly the third best team in their division. So it doesn't feel like it's that outrageous That's to be like, they yeah. might not make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, maybe it's not even that bold. Maybe we have to rebrand this. Projection like, suggests it's bold, and so
1: do pretty the pretty odds. Normal.
0: So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's leave it there. Yeah,
1: we've completed the season preview there. That's baseball sorted.
0: Uh, So like and subscribe. And comment.
1: And look on the pre-season stuff on the website because we've got loads
0: of rankings and that that kind of stuff. Franchisesports.co.uk and click on MLB. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.